We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What's up, Bird Gang? Jonathan Gannon, your new head coach. Arizona Cardinals. Ready to get to work. Buckle up. We're going to have some fun. Shut up. What's up, Bird Gang? What's up, Bird Gang? Shut up! Never play that again. Oh, my God. Uh, You know. Uh, Listen, he got the job. Good for him. I don't begrudge him for taking the job. Although, you know what? I don't want to say anything because this is a moment. Mike, you wrote a very uh, well-formed, interesting, uh, opinionated column after the Super Bowl about two guys and how they handled it. One of them was Jonathan Gannon. One with James Bradbury, mm-hmm. who kind of said, "Like, yeah, it was a penalty." Yeah, and Jonathan Gannon, and I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy. So, <laughs> so look, I've I've listened to the station for a good bit of the week, and have heard a lot of people lamenting uh, the way that the Eagles' defense performed in the Super Bowl, and we've had this discussion basically for the last two years that Gannon has been the defensive coordinator about how good is he really? The team doesn't play well against good quarterbacks, but yet they picked up 70 sacks, and how good a coach is he really, and all these sort of things. And on the whole, I thought Gannon did a pretty good job as the coordinator. He got completely outcoached in that Super Bowl, though. And what irked me, really bothered me in the aftermath of it, was to walk into the Eagles locker room after the game and see James Bradbury standing there at his locker and kind of fixing his suit coat and turning around, throwing his shoulders back, and kind of nodding his head. And standing there and answering question after question about that penalty as that, as we discussed, is going to be the memorable moment for Eagles fans coming out of this game. Mm-hmm. He grabs Juju Smith-Schuster. The flag gets thrown. All of a sudden, the game that the Eagles might win becomes a game the Eagles can't win. And he's the GOAT. Not the greatest of all time, but the guy who yeah. gets pointed to is the reason they lost the game. So he's standing there answering question after question after question. And Jonathan Gannon, who, in fairness, is under no obligation to answer questions after a game. He didn't have to. Didn't. And that just rubbed me the wrong way. I thought, here is a situation where Gannon's name has been thrown out there in head coaching searches and circles for a while now. It was not surprising to have him go interview and be hired by the Cardinals in the aftermath of the Super Bowl. I felt like he could have taken some time and stood up there the way James Bradbury did, shoulder to shoulder with his with his players. And even if he says, guys, we should have played better. Guys, I got to look at the film. Guys, the Chiefs outplayed us. I could have done a better job. Even if he offers those Andy Reid-like cliches, 
at least he's standing there answering questions. Players are taking the heat. Yeah. He should take the heat. Exactly. And that really bothered me. I get so it. That's a good I, point. That's what I wrote. It was a powerful column. Now, he said afterward uh, that he never spoke with the Cardinals before the Super Bowl. That, uh, I don't know, uh, Kyle, if, you, if you're able to quickly find the sound on that, where he said, like, yeah, the day after we're going to go home, and uh, Howie Roseman says to me, no, you're not going. You're staying here to talk to the Cardinals. And voila, six hours later, the Cardinals hire him. Yeah, I'm skeptical of that. Needless to say. Uh, And never mind the fact that his name had been out there as a head coaching candidate. Even if he had not spoken to the Cardinals, it was logical and reasonable to think that a team that had not hired a head coach yet might want to talk to him in the aftermath of the Super Bowl. And he could have taken a minute to stand up for his players and take the heat in the way that they took the heat. I agree. And by the way, if the Cardinals hired him with like just one day interview after the Super Bowl. That's not exactly... Yeah, it's a red, it's a red not, stamp. Not great diligence by them. All right. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's right, that my Jonathan game. All right. Do you feel better now? You, yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know... Will you be, as many Philadelphians will be, will you be harboring ill feelings toward Jonathan Gannon for years to come? No, I just think he messed up on this night. He, he should have stood there and answered questions about his defense's performance. And he messed up on the field and off and in the yeah. locker room. Yeah, but I have right. nothing personal against him. Rocco, will you be harboring ill feelings toward Jonathan Gannon for years to come? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, that that's an understatement. I was going to say, <laughs> all I'm doing is putting the ball on the tee for you here, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know what? I, I didn't call to talk about that loser. Um, I... I called in to talk about a winner, and that's Angelo Cataldi. Um, you see me at the games. I wear my name on the back of my uh, mm-hmm. shirt, and, and, and people know me and recognize me and want to talk to me at the games and even abroad. When And it's just uh, I owe it all to Angelo. And then, you know, I started thinking there's a lot of people who could, you know, fall into that, that group. And then I started thinking, Mike, you don't know, I'm a high school teacher. I teach mm-hmm. personal finance. So a lot of things with me is about commerce and money. And I started thinking about businesses that had grown because of Angelo. Glenn, I think before you came on WIP, you were doing the great sports debate. Yes. And you were doing the live shows at Chicken and Pete's. Yes. And at the time was one location on Roberts Avenue, that little hole in the wall place. And now look how much has grown. I mean, you can make it, make the argument that Angelo was a factor in that growth. Should eat free for life there. <laughs> and probably will. <laughs> He'll demand well, I mean, that he eats free others. there. Look, but look at others. Mitchell and Ness with Big Ruben. Um, uh, 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 Steven Singer. I mean, so forth and so on. I mean, Angelo had such a, uh, uh, an impactful uh, presence in, in for the last 30-plus years in the city of Philadelphia. You could, I would even make a slight argument that the Eagles surpassed the Phillies as the top sports team in Philadelphia because of Angelo. Well, it's a huge part of it. And rock thanks. And I look forward to talking to you as uh, moving forward, but, and yeah, I mean, uh, Angelo as an amazing uh, endorser and, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody who can really sell product. Yes. It wasn't at the top of my list, but I can't dispute what Rocco was. No, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, I think he, he came along at a time where it became it was it was still possible to have a lot of shared experiences in a community. It's harder to do that now because everything is so fractured. You have your own Facebook page, your own social media, you can curate anything you want. 
there it's rarer now that everybody watches the same TV show or sees the same big movie, but somehow Angelo held on to this audience in within this yeah. market of people listen to the morning 30 show. 30 plus years he was on top. It's yeah. an, it's it is a I I don't I don't know if people outside of the business understand how incredibly hard that is to do because it it really is hard to do. He's done it. Preston and Steve have done it, Mm -hmm. and that's like, and Jim Gardner did it. Yeah. Maybe there's somebody I'm leaving out, but it's really hard to do. And like I said earlier, Glenn, I'm really curious to see how the tenor of the town itself and the perception of the town change without him around. Because I do think that so much of the outside impression and a lot of it was true, was based on him and yep. and the image that he projected about who we were as Philadelphians. And a lot of that sometimes was good. A lot of it sometimes wasn't so good. Yep. Uh, by the way, coming up at 11, we're going to talk to your colleague and Eagles beat writer Jeff McClain of the Philadelphia Inquirer. And I know one of the topics we'll discuss is something John from Maniunk wants to bring up. Good morning, John. Hey, guys. Um, over to Super Bowl. I'm going to talk about the future of the Eagles here real quick. Sure. Sounds good. So uh, I'll just give a couple observations. You guys can reply. So um, I think that Howie's going to trade a number one down for a couple more picks. Is uh, picking off that guy Quinn that really hurt us, like for next year in a draft. And and I look. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the only movie made that didn't work. Was, yeah, was picking up Quinn. Uh, listen, it was supposed to. It didn't. The others did. Uh, I don't think they would trade the first one because that's pretty valuable. But the mm-hmm. the second one, the thirty, well, it's the thirtieth now because the Dolphins don't have a first rounder. Yeah, yeah, I could see them trading that down. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to want to accumulate picks. Yeah, and on, 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 I'm looking here on uh, the internet. We have like 23 agents. I think. Yes. Everyone likes Brandon Graham. I think Fletcher Cox is definitely gone. But um, which guys would you keep? I hear people talking Gardner Johnson. I would try to think about bringing Hargrave back. So, uh, Mike, you can go first on that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, John. Okay. John Hargrave is 30, and I think you have to make a, a judgment call about how much Good productive point. football he has left in him, right? And now, it's certainly possible that he has plenty in it. I mean, they, they signed Indomitian Sue, and he's 36, I think, and he was pretty good for them. So it's possible for a defensive lineman to to play into his 30s and still be good. So... If if you're confident in Javon Hargrave that he can continue to maintain this level of play, I might look at him first. Okay, um, I to me that I got to get one of the two back: Chauncey Gardner Johnson or Bradbury. They're free agents. Epps is a free agent. You mm-hmm. you can't lose that much of your secondary. I'd love to keep both Gardner Johnson and Bradbury. I don't know that I can. Yeah, uh, and. You mentioned Hargrave. You're gonna. I think Cox is not coming back unless mm-hmm. he does it on a bargain basement contract. I think the same thing with Brandon Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys you signed during the season were really just kind of short term substitutes. Yes. So Hargrave does become more important. It's it's. I'm looking less at the position itself than I. I mean, at the player himself than him at the position. Well, and you can't just allow yourself to have those positions stripped down. You're right, and the the guy who becomes very important in the off season. Uh, and next season is Jordan Davis. Yeah, you, you need him to develop yeah, because he really took well. a step backward yeah. after yep. he suffered that injury this Agree. year. Agree. Uh, let's think of one more call before the top of the hour. Uh, wait, did I just did I hang up? I no. Let me get Mike in Delaware. Yeah, That's who I want to get? Mike, you're oh. on uh, with uh, Mike and Glenn. Glenn, Mike. Good morning. Morning, um, Mike. I haven't had a chance to call in, Mike, since you joined the group, but let me just say that I really, really enjoy you on the show. I think you had big shoes to fill, and you've been doing a great job. I appreciate that. Thanks. 
Um, so, Angelo, uh, I'm old enough, unfortunately, to remember him as a writer, and he really was a great writer. Phenomenal. Um, terrific. And, uh, and 33 years at the top of any media kind of just shows you that he had to have been great at what he did. Mm-hmm. But I have a major criticism of him, and it's one I might be unpopular for. Go ahead. But I think his issue, the issue I had with him, was that he really pandered to like the lowest common denominator too much. And I think he really, probably more than anybody else, just kind of helped perpetuate that negative stereotype of the boorish Philadelphia fan. And didn't just perpetuate it, but I think he encouraged it. And, you're you know, you're not alone that. in that opinion. And, and um, a guy from Crossing Broad wrote an entire column based mm-hmm. on that yesterday. So my thought on that, Mike, is uh, I can understand you feeling that way, but I also think that Angelo often did that tongue-in-cheek, and it worked on several levels, if that makes any sense to you. No, I understand what you're saying, but unfortunately, I think a lot of people didn't realize that he was doing it tongue-in-cheek. And I've seen it a lot in what I call negative trolling of other teams on the Internet. It's something I don't think he really kind of thought about but i've kind of seen that there's been a lot of negative trolling by philadelphia fans way more than i think i would have expected in in the past wait and you say that's on angelo no i'm just saying that the 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 mindset that that encouraged that his his behavior encouraged kind of helps with that as well it's not just that i mean you've seen it you know just in in public you know people are you know yeah, I think we you're putting had- too much on Angelo there. And, and I, I got to hit a break, and I, I do appreciate your call. And, well, I, I sp- you can speak to it. If you yeah, uh, look, I think I, I had my battles on the air with Angelo, too. I got into a screaming match with him last year after, ironically enough, uh, to bring it up today, after the Chiefs beat the Eagles mm-hmm. uh, during the regular season. And Andy Reid had won his 100th game with the Chiefs, first head coach in NFL history to win 100 games. I wrote a column pointing that out, and... Angelo was angry with me that I didn't note all the terrible things about Andy Reid, and we ended up going back and forth about it. Um, I do think Angelo did help create the impression that Philadelphia sports fans at times are unreasonable. I don't know that he created it. He may, he may he have may perpetuated, have perpetuated it. it. Perpetuated it. It, it, it goes back before any of it us. It does. It does. Um, exacerbated it, intensified it. Maybe that's, those are the okay. better words. Um it was interesting. You mentioned the the piece on Crossing Broad by Kevin Kincaid. Uh, our friend Anthony Sanfilippo wrote a similar one praising Angelo. But what I thought was interesting was that the example Anthony used to kind of show, give his insight into Angelo was he and Angelo went to a Blue Jays-Yankee spring training game together years ago because Angelo was a Yankees fan. And they ended up getting to the game late. They stayed an inning and a half, and all the and the Yankees pulled all their good players from the game. And Angelo immediately got up and wanted to leave. And Anthony said, where are you going? It's a spring training game. Of course they're going to play the backups. And Angelo said, this game is no longer interesting. I'm the customer. I'm always right. And I think that gets to kind of the tension that yep. that Mike was talking about. It's like, well, this is a reasonable thing that this team is doing. This is what all teams do. Even the Yankees are going to take Derek Jeter out in a spring training game. But to Angelo, that was the wrong thing to do for the fans. And he was going to complain about it. Nicely said. By the way, um, a guy on Twitter, uh, Mike Gibson, uh, just sent me a name. Pierre Robert is another guy who's been on top. Been yep. great. Yes. This oh. is before I got to town and on top of the market. Awesome. So, I, I just respect guys who are able to do that so much. Uh, and Angelo is one of those. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk to Jeff McClain of the Inquirer. What are the Phillies? The Phillies. What are the Eagles going to be doing in terms of hiring coordinators? 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.